You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, August 25th. 2021 and we are buzzing after a big victory over the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Yeah, nice win. Really, really nice win with quite a lot to go over. So uh, before we jump into it here, just got to let everybody know that this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our locked on rooms. All right. Big, big dub. Uh, for those of you who don't know me on uh, on a, I'm, I mean, personal level, doesn't, doesn't even count because I'm pretty open about it, but I cannot stay in the St. Louis Cardinals. They are one of my least favorite teams in all of sports. Uh, if, if I had to, like, rank every single baseball team, they would – uh, easily be in the bottom two. Pro, they, they're they're either thirtieth or 29th, Okay, there there's a I guess a little bit of a debate maybe there, but for the most they're one of my least favorite franchises, quite literally in all of sports. So uh, I get very I get a lot of enjoyment out of beating the St. Louis Cardinals more than just about anything in this planet. So, very, very happy. I, I, I'm buzzing. Very, very happy uh, to, to be recording this after a, a Cardinals loss. And since it's only a two-game series, we can't lose the series. There you go. At worst, we're splitting with the cards. Love to see that. Let's start with the offense. Akil Badu, back in the lineup. Not a great day at the office, 0 for 5, but just happy and, and glad that he's back out there, man, for real. Very, very happy to see Akil Badu back out there doing the thing. Jonathan Scope goes 0 for Robbie Grossman with a knock and a walk. That knock was not only a knock, it was a, a, a nuke. Hit, it, uh, hit a ball into the, I think it was in the bullpen in right field. I think bullpen hit it to right field though. Nice shot. Very, very nice shot. And Robbie, he continues to add, that's his 19th of the year, continuing to add to his career highs and like pretty much every single offensive statistic. So awesome to see that Miguel Cabrera, the big man gets a walk, two hits. And one of those hits was an absolute bomb to left field at, uh, at Bush, just an absolute Nuke as well. <laughs> that one was actually Robbie Grossman's wasn't like you know some crazy 500 foot home run. Miguel Cabrera's went into the third deck. Big Mac territory for those who remember those days. Second or third deck for Miguel Cabrera. He he absolutely cranked it. So uh, good for him, man. 501 got another hit the opposite way. Andrew Walk really good day at the office for Miguel Cabrera, and then he would get pulled later. Uh, I believe the plan is well. We'll talk about that in the in the third segment, I guess. Zach Short came in to pinch run for Miggy. That's great, and then he played short the the final inning. Uh, he had an at bat too, actually. Yeah, strikeout, but had an at bat. Jamer Candelario 
with a nice hit. Always good to see. Always love to see that. And uh, Jamer, man, he's really out here doing the thing. For I mean, th- today's hit was only a single, but uh, his doubles numbers are are some of the best in uh, in in all of baseball. The amount of doubles he's hit in the last uh, well, this whole season, and especially since the All Star break, he's been on absolute fire. So. Slugging percentage watch for Jamer, no longer a thing as it sits at 427, a 355 OBP, just really, really solid, 782 OPS for Jamer. Harold Castro (laughs) with a single, he never fails to amaze me. Grayson Griner with, uh, you know, one of the best performances of the day, which is not something I'd really expected to ever say again after uh, after that series in Houston earlier this year. Goes 0 for 1 with three walks and caught a heck of a game behind the plate. Credit where credit is due. I know I bashed his uh, his receiving uh, the other day. I think, what was that, Monday's show? I, I really kind of laid into his uh, his receiving and his catching abilities. He, he was, the receiving was no better or worse than it usually is. But, I mean, he threw a guy out and uh, he was blocking the hell out of the ball. Throwing his body around really, really good behind the plate. For real. Kept the ball in front of him. Some really good blocks. A couple of really, really good blocks. Um, and yeah, anytime you're going to get three walks, I'm going to I'm gonna be a pretty happy camper. Everybody knows my uh, my, my love with, with drawing walks. Derek Hill gets a knock in an RBI. And then Casey Mize. <laughs> Casey Mize, the hitter. Gets two plate appearances, okay? First one, bases loaded, four-pitch walk. Barry Bonds treatment. They refuse to pitch to Casey Mize because they are absolutely terrified of him. That's my theory, and I'm sticking with it. They're absolutely terrified of Casey. And his little, it's so funny, his, his, his like, run look. He's an athletic dude, obviously, but, man, that, that run to first base did... <laughs> <laughs> did not do him very many favors in the uh, in the pitchers are you know athletes and deserve to be hitting too his run is just looks maybe it's just because we haven't seen it but it just looks so funny watching him run uh, so four pitch walk gets an RBI and uh, yeah drives in a run with the walk did the <laughs> did like the slingshot celebration that they all do when they hit homers it was a really really funny moment and then uh, comes up again. Uh, what two innings later comes up again 3-1 count then works the count full and then uh, puts the ball in play as a as a ground out to, to second base but you know in his two in his two plate appearances he had an RBI walk and then in his second one he worked a full count you you, you can't ask for too much more out of your uh, out out of your pitcher, and especially because I'm pretty sure he hasn't taken that bat since like high school. I know he had that's his first professional at bat, and I'm reasonably sure he didn't take a single at bat at Auburn. I know he didn't at least his draft year. It's been a long time since Casey Mize has taken a competitive AB, and he really did the most with it, um, or with both of them, I should say. I guess Victor Reyes. 
0 for 1 came into pinch hit for uh, for Casey Mize, and then Daz Cameron pinch hits for the pitcher at later in the game. Nice hit, nice nice little rip from from Daz Cameron there, a double. Uh, anytime you can come in and, and pinch hit and get a quick little confidence booster like that, put the bet on the ball. Uh, not a very good route by the outfielders, but we'll take it. Who cares? So, uh, so yeah, that's your offense. Not, a, I mean, four runs. You know, not a not a ridiculously overpowered offense by by any stretch, but solid day at the office. Seven hits. Seven hits, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven walks. You love that. Three of them came from Grayson Griner. But but you love that. On uh, four runs. Probably should have scored a, a few more runs with how many base runners we had, but we got a win, and we'll gladly take it. We'll gladly take it. So really solid performance by the offense. Let's get into the pitching. Casey Mize, Funkhauser, Fulmer, etc. The gang. Uh, but first, I gotta talk to everybody about. Spotify Green Room. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like me and you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find Locked On hosts across the MLB, NBA, and NHL. I'll be joining the app soon, so be sure to get started, and I will meet you there. Go download the Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, join the NFL, MLB, NHL group with the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join the app. I'll be sure to let you guys know when Locked On Tigers room is live. So download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way that we talk sports. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two at Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. You can follow me on Twitter at Bentley Scotty. We're working to get the Locked On Twitter back up and running, but it's been being weird and continues to be weird. So uh, I have people much more important than me working on that. And, uh, yeah, I'll keep you updated. But it's at Locked On Tigers whenever we're, we're back in business. All right, uh, Casey Mize with the start. I thought this was a really, really nice start from Mize. I know the last couple of starts from him, there have been some concerns about uh, maybe how much longer he was going to, like if there was a chance he would just get shut down for the year because he hadn't really looked as sharp as he has uh, did from mid-May to early July uh, in his last, or until the All-Star break, I guess, really. Um, that was kind of when he looked at his best, and, and since the All-Star break, he hasn't looked too terribly sharp, especially in the month of August. Uh, so I, while this wasn't some blow-me-away, fantastic, unbelievable, great start, it was it was solid enough for me, and I, I was encouraged by it. He'd go five innings, three hits, no runs, two walks, two strikeouts, get the win, puts him at seven and six on the year. Um, I'm, uh, I'm really pleased with this. Really, really pleased. First off, shutout ball, always great. Um, only three hits, two, so five base runners in, in five innings. We'll take that. We'll, we'll gladly take that from a starter, a, a one whip on a start. We'll gladly take it. 
Only two strikeouts. Like we talked about his last start, his uh, his strikeout numbers have not been, you know, blow me away fantastic. I've used that phrase twice now. I don't know why I'm obsessed with with the blow me away phase phrase, but but uh, they uh, the strikeout numbers have not been unbelievable. But the ERA is three five five, and and he's getting a lot of weak contact, a lot of not very hard hit balls. Um, and and we'll 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 gladly take that. That's part of development. It's part of development. Really, really pleased with Mize. Um, the splitter looked good. The thing that, especially early on, man, he had that like like cutter slash sinker slash two seam kind of fastball. I mean, he was running ninety four ninety five with with movement and and kind of dotting it at points. His uh. His command on that on that moving fastball was really really impressive, and then yeah the 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 splitter looked great the changeup looked great he was he was really solid the stuff was not a problem uh, only seventy six pitches on a two months ago he probably goes out for the sixth inning I would say he definitely actually goes out for the sixth inning but with uh, with you know wanting to to make sure he can pitch throughout the rest of the year and not wanting to blow up the pitch count and stuff, I, I still totally get it, and I'm not going to complain about it at all. The two walks, not not a bad number uh, in only five innings, I guess, but it's fine. The, the command really wasn't that bad. He, he was getting behind some people later, but he was uh, he was really attacking people, and uh, I, I was really, really impressed. I was really impressed with the the pitch mix, the the – game I'm not I don't think Griner called the game I think it was more of hinge but regardless I really really liked the pitch mix the stuff was good the command was solid uh missed the glove again a couple of times kind of later in the start but for the most not any horrible mistakes and uh, when he wanted to challenge people he went after people so not going to get any complaints out of me I, I was pretty encouraged by this uh Casey my start Kyle Funkhauser then comes in two innings one hit no runs three strikeouts That'll lower his ERA to 292. He's got the sub three ERA rolling. Uh, we love to see that. Um, this, I think, was the best Kyle Funkhauser has looked in quite a bit. His last few outings, I've said on here that I, I think he hasn't looked as sharp as he did earlier in the year. I think Kyle Funkhauser looked fantastic today. He looked, he, that was the best, like I said, that was some of the best we've seen him all year, to be honest, and, and easily the best he's looked, uh, I'd probably say, since the All-Star break. The slider was working, fantastic, fantastically, is that a word? I don't even know if that's a word, but, but the slider was really working super, super well. The fastball had good velo. His command was really good. Uh, yeah. One hit, no walks, three strikeouts in two innings of work. Only 26 pitches in two innings with three strikeouts. That's unbelievably efficient. I, I was very, very happy with uh, with how with how Funk looked. So, really, really solid outing from him. Rosmo Ramirez comes in. Not a great outing. ERA back up to f- to five seven four. Uh, I had somebody on Twitter who's probably listening to this added me and was like, you like this guy, LOL. And like, that's like the life of liking a reliever. <laughs> Anytime, anyone, I, I don't, I, I've not even come on here and said that I'm like some Erasmo Ramirez stand and I think he's going to be fantastic. 
I, I, I said that he's the fifth name on my on the list of people I'd like to see out of the bullpen. Uh, and yet now anytime he does poorly, just like with Gregory Soto, I get like 90 notifications about it. So I, I just a piece of advice if you're gonna if you're gonna stick your flag and, and hold your ground on a player, don't make it a reliever because they could have a zero ERA, but if they blow one game, then then you're not gonna hear the end of it. Um, yeah, he was not very sharp. His stuff was not very good. He threw like the same pitch 90 times in a row. Two, uh, two-thirds of an inning, one hit, three runs, one walk, no strikeouts. Not, not good. Not good. Like I said, he, he was, he, he only threw that like sinker, two seam, whatever it is. That's like all he threw the entire time. Um, and just kept throwing it over and over and over again. And while I like the pitch and I think it moves a lot, you, you can't just throw the same pitch over and over again. His command was also not very good. If it was in the strike zone, it was right over the middle. If it was trying to nibble, it was a ball. So uh, not 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 the sharpest of outings, and the ERA skyrockets from, uh, I think, what did we say? Well, I'm pretty sure last time we had an Erasmo Ramiro update, the, the ERA was like 4-7-ish. Did it go up a whole run in this outing? That wouldn't surprise me, I guess. He gave up three earned. So... The ERA spikes. I, my point still stands. He's, I'd still rather see him than, than the likes of Derek Holland and, honestly, probably Joe Jimenez still. Uh, but, yeah, not, not a great outing by any means. Michael Fulmer then comes in, gets the last out of, uh, of that inning that Ramirez kind of blew up in, and then also pitches the ninth and was really impressive. One in the third, one hit, no runs, no walks, one strikeout. That uh, that eighth inning was high stress. That was really, not really, that was the only time the entire game that the Cardinals really kind of threatened to score at all. I mean, yeah, that was really it. There was a couple of, of knocks, I guess, here and there, but really no th- immediate threats to score uh, besides that that eighth inning, and Fulmer came in and played fireman role and put an end to it, which is fantastic. And then a really, really low-stress ninth. And the velocity was good. The command was good. The the off-speed was working. Great, great showing by Michael Fulmer. The ERA in the season is now 3.74. Love to see that. Hopefully, 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 he can uh, kind of make a, make a career out of the pen and kind of revitalize his career and, and won't be the oh, what could have been story that, that so many of us kind of had him labeled to be for so long. And hopefully he can be like, hey, he had a pretty damn nice career for himself out of the bullpen. Let's give him some credit. All right, we'll, uh, we'll get into looking forward kind of the rest of, uh, rest of the week, rest of the tomorrow's game especially, and uh, other, other news and notes here in the third segment. First, though, i got to talk to everybody about betonline.ag. It's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome Bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. 
which is make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager is refunded up to $25 for new customers only when using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fast and easiest way to bet on all your sports action from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Use your promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, we are back here for our final segment of Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. Uh, okay, so looking forward for uh, for the rest of the week. Well, let's just let's, let's start with tomorrow. Tomorrow, Tarek Skubal versus John Lester. John Lester is not good anymore. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. John Lester, it was a really weird acquisition at the deadline for the Cardinals to bring him in. Uh, I think most people were pretty like, why, why? Uh, he tops out at like 88 miles an hour and has a five and a half ERA on the year. Uh, this should be a game. Considering the Cardinals put Flaherty out there last night, who is a fantastic pitcher, one of the best young arms in this sport. And on top of that, his like career ERA in August is like damn near zero. Uh, considering what, what we did to him, and then the performance that the offense put up against him, we should really do well against Leicester. Now, naturally, I say that, and we'll get shut out because that's how the world works. But uh, really, really enticing matchup for tomorrow. Um, Tarek Skubal is going to be on the bump for the Tigers. 4.02 ERA. If he has a good start, he can drop that ERA under four. Miguel Cabrera, I'm pretty sure, will not be playing this game. I'm reasonably sure it's a 115 game. I'm pretty sure Miguel Cabrera is not playing tomorrow. I think he is going to be available for pinch hitting stuff, but uh, I'm, I'm reasonably sure that he will not be in the starting lineup uh, for this game, which makes sense. Uh, playing first base in the field back-to-back days for him at this point in his career is, uh, is a rarity, and with no DH in the National League, I'd kind of expected to get one of those days off. There was a chance because we got Monday off and are getting Thursday off that maybe they were like, oh, two days off this week. Maybe we play him. But, you know, why, why push it? He got five hundo as well. Didn't get it in St. Louis. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> man, I, I really do not like the Cardinals. Uh, he got 400 there. But uh, th- th- that's enough. That's enough Miguel Cabrera moments happening in St. Louis. Um, okay. Other news and notes, uh, Matthew Boyd has been fantastic down in Toledo in his rehab, and I believe that, it is my belief, that he his next start will be in a Tigers uniform. That is the, uh, the vibe and the feel that I am getting from, uh, from this, the current situation, he has looked fantastic, like I said, in Toledo. Hasn't gone like six or seven innings down there, but he has, I mean, honestly, nothing short of dominated, um, which, I mean, he should, right? He's a, he's a six-year MLB veteran in AAA. 
But uh, good, good sign regardless. Really good sign given how long he's been hurt. We were kind of told it wouldn't be this long, and now it's been incredibly long, and he's been out for, for a very, very long time, well over a month now. Is he, I think he might be approaching two months, or he's already hit two months. He's been out for a minute. So um, really, really encouraging. And, and like I said, the, the feel that I get um, is, is that his next star will be in a Tiger uniform. So that's good news, obviously. And then Eric Haas also caught last night. He caught all nine innings, which is a great sign. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think he got put on the 10-day IL. I really think that it's only going to be 10 days, which is always scary because a lot of times they don't, right? A lot of times, oh, here he's, going, he's just going on the 10-day, and then he's out for two months like Matthew Boyd, actually. Uh, but I'm, I'm pretty encouraged – they talked to him after the game, and he said he felt fantastic. By all accounts, he uh, he is he's probably going to be back right after the ten days. So thank goodness, because this catching tandem we have going currently is going to make my hair fall out. It's very very frustrating. Um, so we have that. We have Boyd, which also we need more than ever. Not only just because he's one of the best pitchers in this organization, but just honestly because. We we can't we're not going to survive with the with the with Scooble and Mize going on six days of rest, along with Willie Peralta and Tyler Alexander already being part of this rotation at the moment. We we're, we need we need Matthew Boyd, we really really do. So really good start from him last night again. I think he went four innings. Um, I'm I'm pretty confident that his next start will be in a Tigers uniform, and he'll be back here in the next few days, uh, by this weekend probably. I think that's it. I think that's all I got for uh, for news and notes, which means that's all I have for the show. Before I send you guys on your way, i got to talk to you about Locked On Bets, betting on baseball, MLB, the Tigers. Doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Best podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, flawed specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. If all the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. All right, that'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for rocking with me. Hopefully we can uh, hopefully we can sweep the Cardinals, man. I cannot stand the St. Louis Cardinals. Hopefully we can get a sweep in there, a nice little two-game two sweep against the Cards would be beautiful. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. And I will catch you all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.